Hey everyone, welcome to episode 88, I'm pretty sure, hopefully, I think so, um, yeah, that sounds right, uh, okay, yeah, I'm, uh, no viewers, cause I'm way late, I'm guessing, um, cause, you know, I have so much pull, usually I've got tens of thousands of viewers, but I forgot that I had a, uh, dental cleaning, so... I, that's only, it's two of the worst things that you can do in life are go to the dentist and read the Bible. So I'm really covering those two. I'm going to a little click and a pop. Awesome. Keep it up. Keep it up, recording program. Keep it up. Yeah. Keep it up. I don't know what, that's <laughs> uh, not a very good threat, is it? Keep it up. Yeah, go ahead. Keep it up. Uh, the clickings and the plopping. The clicking, uh, I should do a, like a... Bill Cosby. Yeah, the clicking and the bobbling and the boopling and the bopple. He just makes up weird words. Um, anyway, so we're on 18. Second Kings 18. <laughs> we're just on 18 of the Bible. Uh, and it's, uh, I, I do I read through it. I, I just, I, guys, I don't know. I really don't know. I think, I mean, sound off if you want somewhere on the Facebook. Uh, that's, oh, by the way. If you're not on the Facebook, get on the Facebook, facebook.com slash T and the B. And uh, if you're not on the Facebook, you probably haven't heard that I made my Twitter. It's now official Thomas and the Bible Twitter. Uh, it's twitter.com. Well, it's at T and the B, which is easy, super easy. Um, and it's funny. And I'm tweeting all the jokes all day. So you can follow me just as though I'm a regular person. You won't, no one will even know that I have a Bible show based on you following me. <laughs> it's totally discreet. My tweets arrive in, a, in an unmarked brown package. You can open them. Uh, well, don't, you know, can't open them, but you can, you know, your family sees it. They're like, oh, whatever, package. It's just a Twitter. It's a tweet. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's that. I'm, I'm tweeting all day. My, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I think I'm getting decent at it. So if you like, if you, if you're listening to this show, <laughs> that means you've got to be a pretty, most likely, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, arrogant here, but with how terrible the Bible is, you either really want to listen to the Bible or you got to be a decent fan of me. I'm just, I'm just going with realism here. I'm a pretty low self-esteem guy, but just looking at the hard facts, the fact that you're listening to a podcast where I'm reading the worst book, I can't even, it's mind-numbingly bad. So I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that you're a decent-ish fan of me, maybe. Uh, and so, as such, check out my Twitter, because it's just me without, <laughs> it's not, not usually Bible-related, it's just jokes. At T and the B. Okay, so that's enough of that. I'm guessing everyone, all my all my good fans are probably already uh, following me, you know. So I won't I won't bore you too much with these uh, these uh, promotions and all that. So uh, yeah, what am I what am I doing? I guess I'm I guess I'm reading. Guess we're gonna do this, guys. Guess we're gonna do it. All right. Now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, son of Elah, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. And I'm going to skip my naming convention that I have. Uh, it's a pretty good, pretty good naming convention, I think. It's just, 
what was a D-bag and A-hole, but uh, I think we're kind of not on the D-bag and A-hole route this reading, possibly. Something might happen. Um, yeah, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all David that his father did. Holy sh... Well, that's what I mean. So somebody did something right. He removed the high places. Oh my, guess someone removed the high places. That's all you needed to do. Let's just remove the high places. And break the images and cut down the groves and break in pieces the brass and serpent that Moses had made. For unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense to it, and he called it Nehushtan. Damn it, I hope you're not hearing those pop. Sorry if you're hearing that static sound. I'm hoping that it's just on my end and not actually recording. Uh, but I can't tell you that for certain. Um, I'm running uh, God knows what. I, I'll, I, someday I'll get it figured out. It's just I'm not currently figured out. Anyway. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. Well, I would argue that the people before him that followed the Lord, it's, it's not, you know, there are other people the Lord liked a long time ago. That was kind of weird. Well, but none, none that were before him in this book anyway, so I'll give him that. I'll give him that. For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following. See, that would seem annoying to me. If I were the Lord, would you want someone just claving onto you? That doesn't sound good. That sounds a little restrictive. You know, just some. Is that really what you think the Lord would want? If I'm the Lord, I'd, I'd, I'd say, you know, hey, don't go do anything interesting. Just cling on to me. That's what I want you to do. Just, just grab onto me. Just, just grab me. Just sit tight. That's it. Now, is that, you know, is that what the king of the everything would want you to do? It just sounds stupid. I mean, I've, I know I've made the same point a hundred thousand times. But this is a pretty bad episode, so uh, I'm going to have to pull out the old reliables. Uh, yeah, following him, kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him, and he prospered whithersoever he went forth, and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. He smote the Philistines, even unto Gaza and, and the borders thereof, from the tower of the watchman to the fenced city. And it came to pass in the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Hosea. Hmm, did I mess that up? Because it's Hosea. Did I say Hosea? Or are there two different people? I don't know. Hoshea, son of Elah, king of Israel, that Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up against Samaria and besieged it. And at the end of three years they took it, even in the sixth year of Hezekiah, that is in the ninth year of Hoshea, king of Israel, Samaria was taken. And the king of Assyria did carry away Israel unto Assyria and put them in Halah and in harbor by the river of Gozan and the cities of the Medes, <laughs> Medes, maybe? I don't, I don't know. Because they obey. You know how long it would take me if I looked up how to pronounce every single thing in this book? It would take longer than zero time, which is how much time I'd be willing to spend on it. So that would... <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it just occurred to me while I'm reading this. Um, I forgot to plug, uh, if you remember last week, I said I was going to be on Cognitive Dissonance's 100th episode. Well, turned out they had so much good stuff for that episode that they split it in two, and mine is going to be this coming Sunday. So, having said that, 
I think I'm in some weird time warp because this will be the current episode posted when that episode airs. And if I get any new listeners from that, they'll probably check out this episode, even though if it were me, I'd check out the first episode, but usually that the first, you know, the most recent one auto downloads. So if you're listening to this and you're a new listener, hi, thank you for checking it out. But uh, this episode sucks because this reading sucks and Second Kings sucks. And I'm going to do my best to make it entertaining, but this is, it's not giving me a lot, this, this reading. I say that every time and each time it's worse than the last time I said it. Now, I don't think it's always going to be this way. I think that eventually, once we get on a different author, because whoever's been writing these last two are just terrible, um, hopefully it'll change. So just thought I'd give that little... Uh, Heads up, you know. And uh, the king of Assyria did carry his carry away Israel unto Assyria and put them in Halah and Harbor by the river of Gozan and in the city of the Medes. Oh, I read that. Because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his covenant and all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded and would not hear them nor do to them. I, I don't get it because I thought that king was good. So what? what's going... This is... It's not only bad, it's just confusing. So we got, I'm going to go back here. We got Hosea, Hoshea, and he's good, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Did that which was right. He removed the high places, got all that. He trusted the Lord, clave on the Lord. Right, prosper. He smote the Philistines. Okay, good, so he's successful. So the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was, so Hezekiah is like the other because there's two parallel kingdoms now, plus like Syrians and so there's like lots of different kingdoms. But Hezekiah, oh, maybe it's Hezekiah who's in deep shit here. Uh, Shalom came up against Samaria. Okay, so Assyria is fighting Samaria. (laughs) And at the end of three years, they took it. Samaria was taken. So maybe Hezekiah is the king of Samaria, I guess. I don't know. And the king of Assyria, did. I, th- I bet they figured people would just like, oh, <laughs> when they were writing this, they're like, they're going to know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, these are the major, major kingdoms of the area. Yeah, They're going to know, you know, when I say Hezekiah, the readers are going to know that that's Assyria or whatever. <laughs> Truth is, no one gives a S nowadays. Um... Yeah, because they have... Okay, so that's what it is. It's this other king. Okay, that confused me. I thought I thought maybe, you know, the followers of this king, or sorry, the subjects of this king were getting punished even though the king was good. But no, it's a different king, Hezekiah. Parallel Assyria king. Um, in the 14th year of King Hezekiah, did Sennacherib, king of Assyria, come up against all the fenced cities of Judah and took them? And Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to king, the king of Assyria uh, to Lachish, saying, I have offended. Return from me. That which thou puttest on me I will bear. And the king of Assyria appointed unto Hezekiah of Judah 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. And Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in all the treasuries of the king's house. At that time did Hezekiah cut off the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the pillars which Hezekiah, king of Judah, had overlaid. Yeah, I think there's Judah and there's the Israelites. So that's, I guess that's what it is. And gave it to the king of Assyria. So Hezekiah is paying off this this guy who took over his kingdoms because I think he's also getting attacked from someone else. 
And the king of Assyria sent Tartan and Rabsaris and Rabshakeh from Lachish to King Hezekiah with a great host against Jerusalem. And they went up uh, and came to Jerusalem. And when they were come up, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is in the highway of the Fuller's Field. And when they had called to the king, there came out to them Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, which was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder. And Rabshakeh said to them, Speak ye now to Hezekiah. Thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, What confidence is this wherein thou trustest? Thou sayest, but they are vain words, I have counsel and strength for the war. Now on whom dost thou trust that thou rebellest against me? Now behold, thou trustest upon the staff of this bruised reed, even upon Egypt, on which if a man lean, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh king of Egypt unto all that trust on him. But if ye say unto me, We trust in the Lord our God, is not that he whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah hath taken away, and hath said to Judah and Jerusalem, Ye shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem? Now therefore I pray thee, give pledges to my lord the king of Assyria, and I will deliver thee two thousand horses, if thou be able on thy part to set riders upon them. How then wilt thou turn away the face of one captain of the least of my master's servants, and put thy trust on Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? Am I now come up without the Lord against this place to destroy it? The Lord said to me, Go up against this land and destroy it. Then said Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and Shebna, and Joah, unto Rabshakeh, Speak, I pray thee, to thy servants in the Syrian language, for we understand it, and talk not with us in the Jews' language in the ears of the people that are on the wall. But Rabshakeh said unto them, Hath my master sent me to thy master and to thee to speak these words? Hath not he sent me unto the men which sit on the wall, that thou, that they may eat their own dung and drink their own piss with you? I don't. What is happening here? I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold out and see if I can get through it here. Then Rob Shaka stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and spake, saying, "Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria." So the king of Assyria was given this whole spiel, and then they said, "Like ah, we don't understand that language." So he's like. Okay, say it all over again. And they felt compelled to write this. You know, they had to write this all out. God, stupid frigging sound. Really hope that's not going through. Thus saith the king, uh, Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you out of his hand. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. And this city shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, Make an agreement with me by a present, and come out to me, and then eat ye every man of his own vine, every one of his fig tree, and drink ye... Uh, oops, I pushed a button here, sorry. Go back to... Yeah. Uh, eat the... Where was I? Got uh, some pet action happening outside, I think. Then you agree with me, my president, come out to me. Eat ye every man of his own vine and every one of his fig tree, and drink ye every one of the waters of his cistern. Until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, and a land of olive oil and honey, 
that ye may live and not die. And hearken not unto Hezekiah when he persuadeth you, saying, The Lord will deliver us. Hath any of the gods of the nations delivered at all his land out of the hand of the king of Syria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? So this guy's saying, like, what? Well, don't rely on God because that hasn't worked for these other people. Where are the gods of Hamath, of Arpad? I'm assuming these are all dead people. The gods of Sepharvaim, Hena, and Iva, have they delivered Samaria out of mine hand? Who are they among all the gods of the countries that have delivered their country out of mine hand, that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of mine hand? But the people held their peace and answered him not a word, for the king's commandment was saying, Answer him not. Then came Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, which was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe, and Joah, Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder, to Hezekiah, with their clothes rent, and told him the words of Rabshakeh. End of that terrible chapter in which, who knows what happened. And it came to pass. Okay, so, try to see if I can explain it. Uh, nothing. Nothing's happening. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, so they're trying to take over the Israelites... And he's trying to say, like, God, look, God's not going to get you guys out of this. This is the king of Assyria coming to take over. And and they're instructed to just not talk to him. So they're giving him the, the silent treatment there. Um, the soylent treatment. That sounds, mm, sounds like a different thing. Um, and so that's that's it, I guess. That's not really much to it. I'm going to kind of see. There's a lot of different parties going on. We'll see. It sounds like a real party there. And it came to pass, when King Hezekiah heard it, that he rent his co- clothes, and covered himself with sackcloth, and went to the house of the Lord. Oh, by the way, fortunately, this is going to be a short-ish episode, because I did kind of a long one last time. And he sent Eliakim, which was over the household, and Shebna the scribe, and the elders of the priests, covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amaz. And they said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy, for the children are come to the birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. It may be the Lord thy God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria his master hath sent to reproach the living God, and will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. Wherefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that are left. So the servants of king Hezekiah came to Isaiah, And Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall ye say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard, which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. There's some stupid kids playing outside. I say they're stupid because they're probably really dumb. I don't know. No, I don't know. There's just some kids outside. Uh, And so uh, they're noisy. Sorry about that. They're my kids, actually. I just throw, throw them outside. I got seven or eight kids. I, I let them in sometimes to to eat. There's a little kid door. I don't I don't actually open my front door. They just kind of crawl in. So anyway, they're outside playing. I have, I'll go kill them later, don't worry. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> sure those of you with kids just love my child-killing humor. No, I'm just kidding. They're just some kids playing around. They don't know. They don't know I have a podcast going on. They don't know I have a nationally syndicated podcast, billions of listeners happening. They don't know. How could they know? You know, it's not like they 
take the time to find out. Not like they check the iTunes charts, you know, to see. Yeah, they don't know. It's not their fault they're stupid. They don't know these things. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword of his own land. So Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria warring against Libna, for he had heard that he was departed from Lachish. And when he heard say of Terhak, freaking names, who cares? Terhaka, king of Ethiopia, behold, he has come out to fight against thee. He sent messengers unto Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall ye speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God in whom thou trustest deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands. By destroy them utterly, and shalt thou be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them which my fathers have destroyed, as Gozan and Haran and Rezeph and the children of Eden, which were in Thelassar? Where is the king of Hamath, and the king of Arpad, and the king of the city of Sepharvaim, of Hena, and of Iva? I don't know, they're all dead, probably. Probably the probably same as everybody you mentioned. They're probably all dead. And Hezekiah received... If any of them are alive, I would love to know. That would be incredible. And Hezekiah received... There's like the one... The one night from this... That's totally the wrong time frame. There could be one of these guys is holed up in the... Um, in that temple thing from the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. There's one of these guys is hanging out with that knight. Or he's, he's there until the knight comes and finds it. Because the knight's probably from... I'm terrible at history, but I'm guessing not from B.C. Probably from, the, what, a hundred, uh, sorry, a thousand or something A.D. or something like that. Anyway, um, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that exact time frame of Indiana Jones movies. That's not, look, that's not something I think to research before I start making a joke about the fact that one of these guys might be in that temple with a cup and just waiting. Can you imagine that night? This, this needs to be addressed. What that you ever think about like what that knight from Indiana Jones? If you don't know Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, stop listening to my podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Skip forward or something. Um, yeah, the 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 knight. First of all, he's been wearing the same outfit for a thousand years. We'll say we'll call it a thousand years. We'll, okay, we'll be nice to him and say it's six hundred years or something. There's no way it's less than that. So uh, so so he's been wearing the same. Outfit for a thousand six hundred to a thousand years, maybe even more. I don't know. I have, I don't know history. That's not, and we don't have the internet, so I can't look this up. But uh, and he's just been sitting there, just waiting for someone to come drink the wrong goblet, so he can say, "You chose poorly." That's about. So he's then that's his line. I feel like if I were sitting there with eternal life, which by the way. Why would you even want eternal life if you're just all you can do is sit in a room and just sit there and wait? Maybe that's the message of the movie. I don't I don't know. Look. Again, next time, next episode I will research Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade more thoroughly before, you know, opening my mouth. It's kind of full. it's like, you know, grandpa said, don't open your mouth until you've thoroughly were, you know, researched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I know. I know the idiom. Yeah the sayings, but, uh, but yeah, could you imagine he just sits there, just, 
Mm-hmm. I would after year one, after year point zero three, I would have just drank from one of the other cups and been like, "Get me out of here!" I, okay, you got me. I'm out. And then did the whole like hair grows thing, and that everything freaks out, you know. Pretty cool. Anyway, uh, rent Indiana Jones and the uh, the Last Crusade. It's good. Rent it from your local video shop, which doesn't exist anymore. Okay, so trying to sorry, just trying to talk about anything but the Bible. So yeah, so the so we got uh, we got the the Syrian king, who I believe. Okay, so I believe what happened is they prayed for him to like, you know, dear God, save us, pretty much, and then God made it so this guy thought someone was taking over his country, or his territory, whatever, and so he rode back to fight that guy, but he left a message saying ah, that doesn't change anything. You're still, you're still dead. Lord, uh, okay, so where was it? Okay. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Good to remind him of that every time you pray to him, because he, he yeah, he might forget. Which God am I? I'm the God of heaven, heaven and earth, you say. Oh, okay, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, now that you've reminded me that, what do you need? I'll give you anything. Um, Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent to reproach the living God. Of, of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord, o Lord our God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. That's a good line to prove, uh, to, to, to get him to prove himself. It's like, God, if you are, prove. I know we're, you know we're not worthy, but prove that you're the best God and kill everyone. Because if not, everyone's, no one's going to know that you're the best God. Get him out of here. And he's like, ah. Oh, God, he's got me on a technicality. I got to go down and do something. Otherwise, people aren't going to know me. Anyway, um, I've heard. Uh, where am I? Now, then Isaiah, the son of Amaz, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, that which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. So this prophet says, like, yeah, he heard your prayer. Good prayer. Good job. It's a good prayer. This is the word that the Lord hath spoken concerning him. The virgin, the daughter of Zion, hath despised thee, and laughed thee to scorn. The daughter of Jerusalem hath shaken her head at thee. Whom hast thou reproached and blasphemed? And against whom... Oh, is he saying this to the Assyrian king, I guess? Uh, And against whom hast thou exalted thy voice, and lifted up thine eyes on high, even against the Holy One of Israel? By thy messengers... Yeah, okay, God is reproaching the king right now static better not be in the recording but it's making me mad even if it's on the recording it's frustrating to hear every 10 seconds well probably every minute anyway as i was saying before i was rudely interrupted by static which has no social you know socially idiot static just can't tell that i'm talking to you guys interrupting me uh anyway as i was saying i don't remember uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's reproaching the guy who's going to take over because he's saving 
the Israelites. And uh, he's essentially, okay, I'll, I'll just read it. By the messengers as a report to the Lord. And I said, with the multitude of my chariots, I am come up to the height of the mountains, to the sides of Lebanon. And I will cut down the tall cedar trees thereof and the choice fir trees thereof. And I will enter in the lodgings of his borders into the forest of his Carmel. I have digged and drunk. Str- I don't know if this is still the Lord talking or what. We'll see. You have to, sometimes you have to wait like an hour to figure out who was saying whatever. I have digged and drunk strange waters, and with the sole of my feet. I think this is the Lord saying that this is what the king was saying. Like the Lord is speaking in the king's voice, you know, like, you said this. I have, you know, like, anyway, it's like eighth person. I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain that any better. I have digged and drunk strange waters, and with the sole of my feet I've dried up all the rivers of besieged places. Hast thou not heard how long ago I have done it, and of ancient times that I have formed it? Now I have brought it to pass, that thou shouldest be to lay waste fenced cities into ruinous heaps. Therefore their inhabitants were of small power, they were dismayed and confounded, they were as the grass of the field, as the green herb, and as the grass on the housetops, and as the corn blasted before it be grown up. But I know thy abode, and thy going out, and thy coming in, and thy rage against me. Because thou, thy rage against me and thy tumult is come into mine ears, therefore I will put my hook in thy nose and my bridle in thy lips, and I will turn thee back by the way which thou camest. So yeah, I was right. I think I was right about that whole thing. And this shall be a sign unto thee. Ye shall eat this year such things as grow of themselves, and in the second year that which springeth of the same, and in the third year sow ye and reap and plant vineyards and eat the fruits thereof. And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall yet again take root downward and bear fruit upward. I think there was a metaphor. For out of Jerusalem shall go forth a remnant, and they that shall escape out of Mount Zion. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall do this. Therefore thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with a shield, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came... Uh, by the same shall he return. So he's going to leave. King of Assyria. He's out, hopefully. Or this is what the Lord's saying. Or this is what the prophet is saying that the Lord is telling the king. <laughs> uh, for I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. The Lord makes it clear that it's not for any of your sakes when he's talking. Like, okay, you could have just lied to us and said it's for us. You don't have to say it's for David. And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians and hundred, fourscore, and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. So Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, departed and went and returned uh, and dwelt in Nineveh. (laughs) And it came to pass, as he was worshipping in the house of Nishrach, his god, that Adramelech and Sherezer, his sons, smote about his own sons killed him because of a curse or something. And they escaped into the land of Armenia, and Esarhaddon, his son, reigned in his stead. It's the end of that chapter, and we're going to our last chapter, which is a little shorter. So since this has been a terrible episode, I'll take this opportunity to say, maybe make, get some insight going. Um, this book's terrible. Done. End of insight. No, let me get some more. Um, it occurred to me the other day, last week, when I was reading the last one, I think I meant to say it and I forgot, it's just funny that anyone would ever think we need to know what each of these people is doing, you know, because this is just a boring, pointless history. And 
I would argue that even if you're a Christian, it's a boring, pointless history. And the finer point I'm trying to make here is that the people writing it don't know that it's a boring, pointless history. Yet, they're supposedly the prophets of God who are delivering this book to us. So isn't it odd that the people who are writing the book, who should be, you know, if if this is God's word, they were the messengers of God's word. They don't even know that what they're writing is just boring. If you ask any Christian, like, hey, what did uh, Hezekiah do? There's no way they'd know. Or, or, you know, what did uh, Amaz, who is Amaz? Be like, I don't, who cares? Maybe one out of all could answer. There's, you know, you have to have a photographic memory or study this every day. Even then, there's so many names. They had to know that, well, they didn't know. Someone, if it was God, God would know that no one's going to care about all these names and what they did. It's just meaningless. So the point I'm trying to make is if this was really a holy book, it was really inspired by the Lord, this could even still be there. Like even if for some reason the Lord needs all this information to be there, but it would be written in a different way. It would be very, uh, um, like, what's the, the form of the word summary? It would be very summarative. Good Samaritan. Summarial? Summaris? Summarizing. I don't know. It would, it would just be like, in summary, uh, these guys were bad for these reasons, and later on this was fixed. And, you know, it would just say what happened, kind of, in some large way. It wouldn't be like... It's written as though we really care about each of these little occurrences that no one knows or cares about. Isn't that, isn't that frustrating? Like, isn't... It's so stupid. Anyway. It, and there's no way Christians know or care about this. They don't. So how could they think that these people knew what they were doing when they clearly didn't know that they were going to be perceived this way? Now, I guess if you're Jewish, maybe this, this book's a bit different. And I'm not. this argument is more for Christians than Jews because... For Jews, the Old Testament is everything, so I don't know. Maybe they study that more or they care more about each of these people. I don't know. Okay, last chapter. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amaz, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Oh, great. Thank you. Thanks for the heads up. How about you just save me? Huh? Or I'll go in that little chamber with the with the cup that I can drink from and then live forever. Uh, and just sit there with a knight eventually in armor. Just talk about stuff, you know. So, uh, how about rocks? Lots of rocks. Pretty rock. Uh, pretty hard, huh? Hard. Different colors. Like what? <laughs> Seriously, that knight just sat in that little chamber for you. Hundreds of years, just looking around. I mean, at least if he had someone to talk to, eventually that would get really boring too. But uh, yeah, what did that guy do? Just kind of, hmm, hmm, hmm. It's, lots, it's really rocky around here. Lots of, lots of rocks. Yeah. Just, what, what would you do? Nothing. Anyway, I beseech thee, O Lord. Remember now that I have walked before thee in truth with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass before Isaiah was gone out unto the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people 
Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. Hmm. I was I was joking, but I was right. He's going to heal him. Uh, on the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thy days fifteen years. And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend the city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. I wonder if he haggled at all. Fifteen? Maybe it started at ten. He's like, ten. You know, I've heard other gods uh, offer twenty. You know, just just you know, just saying like, yeah, I want to stick with you, but I you know I see ads for gods who offer twenty extra years. Twenty is pretty standard, I'd say. You know, and God's like, all right, twelve. Oh, maybe I go check out these other gods and maybe see what see what they have to offer. No offense, you know, just 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 numbers, yeah, numbers thing. God's like, all right, fifteen years. Okay, I'll I'll go with it for that. Fifteen years. I think that's how it happened. Uh, 15 years. So he's going to live 15 years longer. And Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. And they took and laid it on the boil and he recovered. Well, he just, God didn't do it. He just needed a boiled lump of figs. That's, that's the remedy for whatever. He had fig fever and he needed boiled figs to cure it. I don't know. Uh, and Hezekiah what is the point of that? There always has to be some physical ritual that goes with the Lord healing you. It's weird that it's not just, oh, I'm going to heal you. He's like, cool, done, good. It's, it's I'm going to heal you. And so for no reason that I can see, they boil some figs and then then he's good. Like, thank, thank God we boiled those figs so that the all-powerful God could fix me because he couldn't without without some boiled figs first. It's so weird. This is the kind of people that started this religion that we still, like, countries are still based around this crap. It's just so stupid. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me? And then I shall go up into the house of the Lord on the third day. And Isaiah said, The sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or go back 10 degrees? Hezekiah, he's asking for what miracle he should send. It is a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. Nay, but let's the shadow return backward 10 degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord. Ah! I don't know when he cries. On, um, and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backwards. But he's like, back, back, beep, beep. And then the shadow has like a beep, beep, and back, back. Yeah, back. Stop. Good. You do the fist. Like, fist means stop. Oh, back. Come back. Come on. Do a little, do a little look at the bumper of the shadow. Back. Back. Ten degrees. Back. Nine. Eight. Oh. Oh. Stop. Oh. Too far. Back a little bit. Yep. Yeah, good. Say so back the shadow. I don't know what that means. If it means like, look at that shadow. You wanted to go forward or backward ten degrees, and that'll be your miracle. And so he picks backward or something, and it happens. At that time. Barodak Baladin, the son of Baladin, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present unto Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick. That's nice. That's nice of him. And Hezekiah hearkened unto them and shewed them all the house of his precious things, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious ointment, and all the house of his armor and all that was found in his treasures. And there was nothing in his house, nor in his all dominion, that Hezekiah shewed them not. 
so I guess he gave some people some gifts for caring. Then came Isaiah the prophet unto the king Hezekiah, and said unto him, What said these men? And from whence came they unto thee? Hezekiah said, They are come from a far country, even from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in thine house? Hezekiah answered all the... Oh, he didn't give them. He just showed them everything, I guess. Uh, all the things that are in mine house have they seen. And there is nothing among my treasures that I have not shewed them. And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days come that all that is in thine house and that which thy fathers have laid up in store to this day shall be carried into Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of thy sons that shall issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, they shall be taken away, and shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then said Hezekiah unto Isaiah, Good is the word of the Lord which thou hast spoken. And he said, Is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? And the rest of the acts of Hezekiah, that's weird, I don't know what that meant. I guess it means like, I'll be dead by then, I don't care. I think that's seriously what he meant. Whatever. I don't care about my sons. I'll be dead. Well, I'll be alive. No, I'll be dead. Who cares? Uh, are they not written in the Acts? Blah, blah, blah. And Hezekiah slept with his fathers and Manasseh, his son, which I thought we already knew, but maybe it's Manasseh, another Manasseh, uh, ruled instead. So that's the end. So that's kind of weird. So again, God loves to do, God loves to reward good behavior with punishment. That's one of his favorite things to do. He's like, God, oh, just, just for fun. Keep things interesting. Because these guys from Babylon wrote like a nice letter like, Dear Hezekiah, heard you weren't feeling well. Ah, sucky. Uh, sorry, man. Hope everything's better. Sent it. And and then he's like, that's really nice to give me this this letter. No one else, no one else cared. Um, no one else sent me anything. Uh, you know, so I'm going to show them my palace. He doesn't give them anything. He just show. I'm going to show them my jewels and stuff. Uh, treasure. So he does. Everything's cool. Seems fine. They leave. And then Isaiah comes back and is like, who are those, uh, who are those men? Well, they're from Babylon. Just some nice guys. Wrote me a letter, you know. Said, it just was a nice letter. You know, it was just nice. Made me feel good. Said like, oh, sorry, you're sick, dude. You know, and I, so I let him, I showed him. And he said like, what did you show him? I showed him, I don't know, all my treasures. Why? What is it? Who cares? He's like, Shouldn't have done that, man, because now all your treasure is going to be gone to Babylon. The Lord has decided, too. It's not just Isaiah saying this. The Lord, through Isaiah, says, and all your sons, they're going to have their balls cut off, and they will be prisoners in Babylon, and Babylon's going to just rule, take everything from you. For, for that? For just show, for showing some nice guys around? Giving them a tour? That, so that's... A, that really? Okay, I've you know like how do you even? This is such a joke. This book's such a joke. That's that's what just happened. That's what I just read to you. You were there. You 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 know you heard it. And then Hezekiah said like whatever, man. I think that's probably what he is like whatever, dude. If that's I'll be dead. So hopefully what you said isn't true. But if it is true, I'll be gone and and. All right, if, if that's what happens for, you know, showing some nice fellows my things, okay, I guess that's your God. That's what I would say anyway. All right, so that's the end of this episode. Um, thank you very much for being my fine listening audience and my one viewer who may or may not be real. I don't know, but if you are, 
Thank you, especially. I was late, so sorry if anyone was planning to watch it and didn't get to, but I totally had forgotten about my dental cleaning, and it sucked. But it, uh, but I got it done today, and I'm happy for that. And follow me at T and the B on Twitter. And uh, yeah, get in the Facebook, everything. Uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate it a lot, and I'll see you next time.